Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Caro. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We've also got our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do and love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, and review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. Welcome to episode 52, guys, of the Sipping Social Podcast. We are sitting in the underground studio right now with some of the big dogs from one of our favorite breweries in the, the area, uh, Noon Whistle. We got Mike and Paul, the owners, uh, sitting with us today, which is super special for us. Thanks for joining us, guys. How are we feeling? Great. Thanks Good. for having, Thanks us, for having us. Yeah. Do people realize how underground we actually are, though? They don't. Oh they, my they've God. never been here. Yeah. That's they've a- never come down the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 we are way underground. We're way underground. It's another world. It's a, it's a nice little studio, though, right? It's beautiful. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. I know uh, you guys are probably busy dudes doing what you guys do. Um, we got lots to talk about. Uh, we have a tradition here. We're going to cheers each other, talk about what we're drinking. I got you guys a delicious hot prism blue. Um, my favorite beer that you guys make. It's so clean. It finishes so good. And uh, G, what you drinking on? Um, thanks to our cellar producer, Johnny. <laughs> he gave me a pour of Weller 12. You guys are just so bougie over there. <laughs> and I would like to thank you back uh, for giving me this bottle of Weller 12. <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> paid for it. Allowing <laughs> <laughs> me to have a sip. Yeah. I appreciate the uh, the price point. Yeah, and, you got, sure. and you got Weller 12 over there too, Johnny? Oh, heck yeah. Is it good? Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Delicious. Beautiful. Paul, what you drinking, man? I'm drinking a High Life. <laughs> It looks like the High Life chose you, man. The High Life did, did chose, che- chose, choose, <laughs> chose, yeah, you got chose, it. yeah. yeah. Um, and then um, I was drinking, uh, I just finished up this uh, bourbon that you gave me. Deer Hammer? Deer Hammer, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Uh, nutty, toasty, Yeah. Uh, interesting. Cool. Did it I liked it. Warm um, the soul a little bit? Did warm the soul. Good. Uh, but that's why I went to the High Life. Uh, but, you know, Hot Prism Blue is my favorite as well, so I'm glad oh, you're enjoying nice. it. I'm so glad nice. that I had the one High Life here for you. It was. It is the it one the high life. I <laughs> <laughs> hope you don't like it too much because I don't think it's anymore. I'm sorry. Drink I that slow. Last drink, high life. Drink that Damn slow. It. <laughs> Damn it, Mike. What you drinking, man? Uh, it's a phase three, and I don't remember which one it was. Whatever one we had on the live it was, show. It was the other. Oh yeah. Not sticker pack. It was the other one, right? Yeah, the red label. It's good. It's well, good. You, you yeah. should go listen, like to, it? Yeah. listen to the live show, and yeah. you can figure out exactly well, what Mike's yeah. Go back to 100%. episode 50, and that's what Mike's having right now. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Let's have some fun. Talk about some delicious beer and uh, get a cracking. Cheers. Let's go. All right, Garrett and I, uh, we're going to do some restaurant news real quick. Um, Garrett and I, we went down to the city with the, the restaurant group last night, did some R&D in River North. Uh, in Chicago, we went to a restaurant called The Dawson. Pretty solid. Uh, I thought the food was maybe a little bit pricey than what I would uh, want on it, but the cocktails were good, and we were literally eating and drinking one of everything. So it was we, a fantastic time. We were like arguing over which which appetizers to get. Yeah, and then and then we said we'll just do two of every of all of them. And she, 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 she like ripped off a new piece of the server that like came with like a piece of paper. Like, okay, what can I get you guys? I was like, two of everything. She goes, okay. <laughs> like snapped the clothes and, and, and went on a racial. I'm going to course it out. We're like, fine, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Now, do you think that they like that? Or do you think they're like, as a server? Oh, Absolutely. I think they love that. It's easy. Right. Easy peasy. Yeah. Just yeah. order everything. It would have been, Two of mean, everything. you think it would be easy, but she she forgot a couple of them. She did? Yeah. Do you remember getting any cheese curds? 
No. Yeah. Yeah, where were those? No. Nope. I was looking forward to those. <laughs> they weren't on the bill either, so it's not a big deal. All right. Um, that area is super dope. I was actually talking to Paul about a bar that's right across the street from there called Richards. Yeah. It, if you've not, this is like the, it's the diviest bar in Chicago. It's f- fantastic. Um, smoking. This guy with, you, this that's where you're drinking the high life for yeah. sure. You don't order anything off tap there? Only in, only in bottles? I don't think they even have a, a, a tower. Even better. Yeah. The last time I went there, I've been there twice. The last time I went there, I was, it was that guy who came in. I was a little drunk. I was, the, the bartender was like, what can I get for you? I was like, either a Modelo, a Coors Light, or a High Life. He did one of these where he like reached under the bar without even like unlocking his eyes with me and just put a High Life right in front of me. I was like, <laughs> thank you. That's the one I wanted. That's awesome. <laughs> and what else do you want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pretty pretty dope. Cool bars around that area. Yeah, it was, it's a cool area. Yeah. Pretty close to like... Um, Michigan Avenue area, like a lot of like the touristy, like business, like hotels, chains and stuff. Yeah. The reason why we were going, we go down there is um, to do a little bit of R&D for the new place that we're going to open up in downtown Wheaton. It's going to be called Proof Number 5. Our listeners are probably getting bored of Garrett and I talking about it the last couple months. It's like all we talk about. It should have been open six months ago. Yeah, and it's all good. But um, that's why we went down there and we just get good ideas about how we want to present stuff and see what the what's what's rocking in the city. So you guys ever do anything like that as far as, I mean, like the beer world is ever ever evolving. Is there anything that you guys do where you're like, we got to go check this out and see what these guys are doing? I, yeah, I mean, we were constantly going and visiting breweries. Uh, at one point, we tried to, anything that opened in Illinois, it was a point to go say hello and, nice. and get in there and see what they're doing. But it, there's been so many lately. Uh, we, we've been a bit behind. But uh, previously... I used to travel quite a lot, and that was kind of my thing. So I would pop into a brewery everywhere I was at and, you know, mentally sometimes just take notes. And so when we were opening, there was a lot of ideas stored up in the head. And, you know, what I saw, what I liked, um, maybe what they were pouring or just something they were doing in the tasting room. Cool. When, when did you guys open your doors for the first time in Lombard? Uh, 2014, right at the very end of it. Okay. We, when we opened it seems it. like you guys have been around longer than that. <clears throat> we feel like we have. I guess. <laughs> Almost eight years. Uh, so, Wow. Yeah, almost eight years. Yeah. Seems longer, but yeah, eh. we we started planning twenty eleven. So okay, so it took us a bit to get get things going, but um, yeah. When you guys open, not to just like jump in a bunch of questions. When you guys open, did you guys have like only five percent beer or something? You guys had like lower <laughs> ABV, or was that so, just a misnomer? Oh no, that's true. So sessionable beers were going to be our thing, five uh, percent or less, nothing more. And even we were going to take styles like, you know, a Belgian double, and we were going to make it 5% or less. And, uh, it, you know, we did it for the first year, solid. Didn't brew an IPA for the first year because we're like, everybody's doing IPAs. Let's do something different. Yeah. And, um, you know, we held out for as long as we could and then uh, started changing it up a bit. And then the best was fast forward another year later. I think it was a year. Somebody's like, you want to know what the next thing in craft beer is going to be? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, session beer. Like, get the fuck. We already, <laughs> we already done that. that. Get out of here. <laughs> Well, you know, with the the IPAs, you got to give the people what they want, right? Yeah. Right. You guys have done that in, in boatloads, which is fantastic. Did you guys see recently that uh, one of the um, writers in Forbes said Chicagoland has the best brewery scene, more so than Oregon and Colorado now? I saw see the that article? article. Yeah, I saw the article. And I, and it's, the I'm only blanking. ever had Noon Whistle, too. Yeah. It was the only it, beer he had from Illinois. Which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm blanking on the, 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 the reason why. I mean, there, I feel like there was like a specific thing. I didn't read the article, it, but yeah. just the fact no, it's, that it's getting that kind of, kind of exposure is, it's is like pretty badass. It's population. I read it, 
could I no, but it's like per population. Red, but not digested. Yeah, it was <laughs> like go left to right. It's it a lot like easier. The amount, like how long it takes you to get to a brewery, like there's a whole there's a, a science to it. Yeah, here, like kind of but a then, formula, and then also how are they rated and all this stuff. Okay, and we were rated very high, and we've done pretty well on a lot of you know awards, you know different ceremonies and different things. And cool, Chicago's killing it with Crushing the beer it. scene. I mean, we really are, and we you know you go back to. Where you say, do you go check out other places? Yeah, we do when we're in other states and stuff. And Chicago is killing it. Yeah. I mean, we really I agree are. With that. Like, there, there's a lot of times we bounce to other breweries outside of Illinois, and and you know you're, they're they're good, but you never be, might not be floored. And we look back and say, man, there's we got a lot of good breweries around us because we we know we like a lot of beers around here. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I I being in Colorado recently, I was telling you guys when we were sitting at the bar, um, you know, just seeing their craft brewery scene, especially in Breckenridge and Denver. I mean, it's it's everywhere. You can't like you can walk out a front door and throw a rock, you're gonna, you're gonna hit a brewery, uh, and then you start thinking about what's around here, and it's it's super special around here. I feel very fortunate that we get to drink uh, all this delicious beer, and you guys are a part of that, which is badass. Do you think that you would like beer as much if you lived in different Part of the country, do you uh, have all these breweries question. around us? I, that's a great question. Like I, Kentucky, would it, would you if you lived in Kentucky, would you like beer more than? <laughs> uh, I, that, wow, I, no, why am I getting interviewed? <laughs> I'm I'm like, how did I how did I get the question? Well, I was not prepared for this. The noon whistle no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that I would like beer the same. I'm just not sure I would drink the different styles that I drink now. Pretty sure if Mike and I lived in Kentucky, we'd be dead by now. We would be dead. I was dead. just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be, be dead, too. <laughs> yeah, we'd all be dead. <laughs> I'd be dead. Or in a hospital bed somewhere. Or divorced or, and dead. Or like That's what's up. Divorced <laughs> or and un- dead. <laughs> or unable to drink anymore. I mean, officially like, a divorce. Probably divorced more because you're dead. dead. Yeah. Widowed. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to drink lots of noon whistle beer with these guys today. They only brought... Why? Was it like looked like three cases worth of beer. Um, so one of everything that was in the cooler at, at your guys' place, which we appreciate. Yeah. But the, the ones we're going to hi- highlight are um, the Cosmo, which is your guys' core pale ale, right? Yep. And um, we're also going to do the Squishy Gummy, is it right? Yep. And then what was the third one we said we were going to do? We said uh, we were going to do the, well, we're about to release a medium ghost pepper gummy, which is ghost face gummy. So that came about. Three, four years ago, we started that beer, and that's because of my appreciation of ghost peppers. Okay. I thought you just like Halloween. I was going to say, I thought no, you were, I thought I thought you were, you were a ghost. Wu-Tang no. fan. Ghost I am a Wu-Tang fan, too, but uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, though, is like I love ghost peppers. I think they have a lot more flavor. The heat will kill you, but we're trying to get out more of the flavor of the pepper than we actually are of the heat. Super red. Um, because the flavor... I think a lot of people miss out on because they're sweating too much while they're eating the pepper. So <laughs> sure. trying to stay alive yeah. while eating those. We have a, a bison burger that has ghost pepper cheese on it. And I love telling people it's super hot and they're like, I can handle that. I'm like, come back to them two minutes later, like their water's gone, their beer's gone. They're like, can I get some sugar for my tongue? And that's how you sell more beer. That's exactly right. <laughs> We're going to drink some great beer in a little bit. We got our customer of the week. Um, I got this one this week. It's the guy who was standing by behind the hostess stand today. Confused as to why I was yelling at him to get out from behind the hostess stand as people were asking him for tables. We'll get into that in a little bit after I've had more to drink. That guy's going down. <laughs> What's going on for breweries this time of year? You guys got any like good festivals coming up or any competitions you're getting gearing up for? Yeah, so this weekend we have our final Oktoberfest. We had our original Oktoberfest in Naperville two weeks ago. I thought that all happened in like July now. Yeah. It's no, supposed to actually, come out in July. It's, yeah, it's yeah. supposed to have yeah, yeah, exactly. But we 
released our Oktoberfest September 6th. Um, more of a realistic timeline. I and appreciate that. Three months behind. Not the, but we're three months behind. Yeah. Um, not the Sam Adams like. Well, we we released it three months ago. Sam Adams just have it all year all year on. Yeah, they should have that beer. They year should. Round. It's a great yeah, beer it's too. It's a good beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a great beer. But we we're not in that fight. You know, we just released that just at our tap rooms, um, and we just we use it as a celebration um, with a lot of our regulars at both locations now. And we, you know, we're there all day and it's a long day, but it's a fun day. And it's our celebration of, you know, hanging out with our customers. I have my leader hosen's on. Yeah. Yeah. You dress yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. yeah. He's got his leader hosen's on. And we I don't might, know if so you do when you put them on, but you just walk around and drink beer. Right? <laughs> I mean, we got them on. You I got, you got picture pictures on the website on that? Or yeah. yeah. It's proof yeah. of that? Oh, yeah. yeah. You feel more German when you have them on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need that. Very uh, but cool. Otherwise, we have uh, the other thing for beer thing. Uh, Tis the season, a lot of stouts and darker beers coming out. So full bab for uh, Illinois, you know. Nice. When is it? Uh, shoot, that's, that's uh, November fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, it's the week that we're fifth, doing going downtown. It's the week after. It's the second week of November, right? Nope. It's is it the week before? Fourth, fifth, and sixth, or fifth, sixth, and seventh. Whatever that weekend is. Yeah. Is it the biggest brewery festival in the Midwest, or just in Illinois? Not in the Midwest. It's for the sure. most popular though. So yes. it's, there's a lot of breweries that show up for that, right? Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. just not even Midwestern breweries. I feel like they get. East Coast and West Coast. There's yeah, we invite breweries from all over the country, and it's a pretty big, um, it's a pretty big ordeal. And I, th- I would like think it's one of the top beer fests in the country at this point. Cool. But, um, I think it. Yeah, two years ago, it was like the number one most like breweries attended uh, competition. Yeah. All right, so we talked about you guys, uh, the original location in Lombard. You got the new spot in Naperville. It's been open for a couple of years now, right? Yep. You guys brewing at both locations? Yeah, brewing at both uh, production facility, Naperville. So most of the brewing, and uh, but still brewing at uh, Lombard. Yeah, absolutely. nice. Dude, I love I love your Lombard location. I'm not gonna lie, I've not been to the one in Naperville, but I've been to the one in Lombard lots. And it's, dude, I know. Well, I know Gary. Well, you've been to the one in Naperville. Yeah. So you got us covered on that. Yeah. Thank you. Wait a, wait a, high five. A good partner. I feel like you should Thank high you. five. How about a bump? That a boy. I was. I've been there three times. <laughs> nice. But the the Lombard spot. You guys got the the pinballs in there. The food's delicious. Um, you guys doing something with wheat and meat market still? You guys, you guys like had a sausage from yeah, them or we, something? We were. Um, my understanding is we're not currently. I okay. think I, I think just. Uh, it, it, Actually, I don't know. We'll, we'll cut this part. Yeah, <laughs> cut this part. I don't know the exact reason why. Um, more or less, just I think trying to get product sure. in, in yeah. <laughs> and and get it timely. We'll leave but, it at that. Perfect. That's all. That's all you need to know. Um, but yeah, no, the food's good over there. You guys got that the the pretzels like bigger than this table that we're sitting at right now. It's massive. We've it's been delicious. doing a big pretzel, big hit. Cool. Between the two like locations, what's the hardest thing to balance for you guys? Is there any like staffing issues or production timing? What's what's the thing that like the thorn in the side? Because you got the two locations, is it an expansion thing or is everything all gravy when it comes to that? I would would think the biggest thing because the expansion thing for us was that the fact that we ran into a pandemic and then <laughs> yeah and there were de- no I um, staffing's been been a thing yeah you know and it's it's mostly front of the house and and just trying to keep people. Um, you know, servers, bartenders, um, there and, and we opened a small kitchen, which you guys know a lot about. Um, not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
didn't didn't we we kind of yeah, weird weird huh yeah we, <laughs> we kind of knew we didn't want to do a kitchen at one point and then we said let's do it and now we're like god damn we didn't want to do a kitchen yeah. <laughs> but it, it's working out no i mean we with the food's good and, and our st- staff's great but it's it's not an easy uh, the kitchen it's a different headache right oh yeah the kitchen's got to sure. keep people there longer though right that's the whole idea and yeah. absolutely it does i mean that's that's why we brought food in um we you know you add how many seats to what was once our tiny five thousand square foot facility now it's 15,000 I think in Lombard it's like how do we get people to hang out like you just adding seats doesn't mean people are going to sit down so uh, the food was uh, a big part of it you guys got live music there often too right at that location we do uh-huh. yeah we we were doing a pretty consistent hit of just some small bands coming in and now we're starting to do uh, the first Thursday of every month uh, a bigger band and, oh, and okay um, you kind of take over our little banquet space we have and it's it's a bigger act and it's, yeah. it's a good time we also do comedians we we've been it's a whole you know barrel room um, weekend capacity of like a hundred. Um, just looking for different things and comedy. We did uh, we did a com- comedian event over in Naperville, and um, it's a fun story. So Zane Lamprey, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but he did uh, two sheets, three sheets. So he was on TV for a while, and he did a big event over in um, Naperville, and he um, he talked to a younger guy that wanted to get into comedy for a while and you met him at a local dive bar after the comedy show white lantern yeah oh yeah the comedian came up nice well the want the the aspiring comedian came up and he basically was like i've been trying to get into comedy for a while talking to zane lamprey zane lamprey was like just go out and do it and he basically said go eat shit you have to go eat shit um constantly and you just have to do it and if you do that He's like, that's that's how you get started. So wow. Zane Lamprey came back about four months later. This guy saw that Zane Lamprey's coming back to our Naperville Brewery, and he's a pretty big act. He's been touring all breweries around the entire United States for the last couple years. Yep. And he emailed him and said, hey, I've been doing this. I've been eating shit for the last <laughs> you know, yeah, basically. three months or four months, and I've been doing actually well. And Zane Lamprey emailed him back and said, you know what? You're opening for me. And he opened for him that night at our Neighborville Brewery. Um, and then Brando is his name. And Brando now runs our comedy events in no Lombard. Way. So we do amateur oh, comedy. So it's, it's pretty cool. That's it's pretty fun. That, that's a good backstory. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome that you guys are interested in kind of creating a better sort of like engaging experience at your breweries instead of just going there and having a drink and leaving. I mean, definitely the beer is the lead. But also, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, I mean... Beer, to me, um, and I think to Mike as well, is that like it, it's the greatest liquid that's out there because you can create so many different beers for different occasions, right? Mm-hmm. And it brings people together. Um, there's a lot of good times that have been, you know, been had about it. And, you know, like wine, eh, whiskey. I love <laughs> bourbon. I love yeah. whiskey. Don't I, get me wrong. Hey, man, I like But, that. you know, you, you have a light lager on a beach. You can, you know, you can have a, a different, you know, barrel-aged stout on a, you know, sitting by a barbecue or a yeah. bonfire. Um, and that's what beers. that's what's so cool about beer is that, yeah. you know, like our wild sour that we're, you know, producing now in Lombard is... There's so many different beers for different occasions. Um, they can be wine-like. They could be bourbon-like. They could be, you know, and and that's what's attracted us, and that's what kind of has always gotten us excited about it, which is a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Uh, I love that you guys are always brewing new styles. It seems like you guys always have something new coming out. Um, you were talking about the wild sour that you guys just um, bottled, right? 
Yep. Is, that, is that going to be available at the breweries only, or can people get packaged uh, stuff for that? Yeah, so that's, uh, so our wild sour program, wild sours have gone downhill quick, meaning that the consumers, I don't think, are necessarily understanding what a wild sour is. And, you know, we do other sours. So our Smack series does very well, um, four-pack cans, 12-packs. We have a mixed sour pack, a lot cheaper price point. So the the consumer has a very difficult time when they're going to pay a lot more money for a wild sour. And what is the difference, right? So, but some people don't understand that we're laying some of this down for four to five years. Mm. Um, and you know what I brought was is a two year old fooder. So for us to produce something and then two or three or four or five years later bring it out, there's a lot of you know there's a lot of time and effort and there's a lot of different things that are involved with that. So. It's only a brewery release, um, and there's a reason for that because the wild sours out in the market have really died down. Okay, um, but we love them. Also, the volume that we produce, <laughs> <laughs> we we really don't have a, enough to put out there. I, sure, don't get me wrong. If we had enough, I'd put it out there. Yeah, but uh, I, mean, I think it's that good. We but, produce yeah. thirty, forty cases, so it's not a whole lot. That's um, cool, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. It's a good, it's a good drinker. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's something that we uh, have always been passionate about, uh, Paul. When we were starting to drink, uh, let's just say not beer, but um, really getting into the craft scene, he I wasn't a big sour guy, and that was one of his his things to really try to introduce me to sours. And as it, with a lot of alcohol, different alcoholic beverages, there's a journey to it, and that was one thing for us. And um, it turned into someone that really enjoys it. And and the the wild sours were something that we've liked. We we said at one point we really wanted to do that heavily, like really start brewing those. But to his point, it's it's a tough market for wild sours, so. Mm. Um, you know, you keep it keep it uh, quaint and um, you know distinctive, hopefully, and it, it does pretty well. I think one yeah. thing that's really cool with when we keep talking about wild sours, but I mean, depending where you're at and, and how they're making them, I mean, to to a certain degree, you're drinking a part of that area, that region. I mean, that is is, is sometimes part of of the process of souring that beer. So it's like you can't get that flavor profile literally mm. anywhere else except maybe where you're sitting. At indoor, if there's maybe another brewery next door, but I mean sure. within that region, so that's that, very cool. Yeah. All right, so we have a pellet wrecker lineup here, which is fun, but also crazy. So I say we start with hoppers and blue, um, and he's, then where did where do we have? <laughs> I thought we had the Cosmo in there. There was no Cosmo. Oh, there is. Is it upstairs? This Cosmo's here. I'll go get it. Is it in the fridge? Yep. Because that would probably be the one to start off with, right? That's a good uh, one. Yeah. Yep. Little five percent. The first keg I ever bought. Without any permission, was the Cosmo? It is, yeah. and I might have delivered it. I know you did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> look at that. See, yeah, yeah. That was uh, when we weren't distributing. So I gotta tell a quick story about the Cosmo because this is like Can uh, somebody be pouring I, I, the, the I, beer while we yeah, have, sure. have that conversation. No, no. They, let's have the the guys pour their own beer. They, um, it's their beer. Like everyone, we're talking about like origin stories. Like the very first time I ever ordered a beer was uh, Mike walked in and I had been to the brewery like two months prior because my sister loved uh, Noon Whistle. And he's like, you guys ever heard of Noon Whistle before? I got a couple beers here to for you to sample. And I go, <laughs> yes, what can you send? And like, I didn't even like think about like asking for permission. I was just like a guy working the bar. And uh, I, I placed the order, realized that I probably should have asked like if we'd ordered like four kegs at that point and uh, we got a fifth one we don't know what to do with but i told him like i got this brewery from new whistle they're in lombard it's delicious they're like great and i i'm pretty sure like we reordered like three times in the next like six weeks where was that at, at barrel yeah oh, nice it was the very first time that i ever ordered for our 
ever in, in anything that like so you it was my it was my decision 100 so I, I, right I um i have a huge affinity for uh, cosmo because of that 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 might have been you know out of the few sales I might have had 2015 at that point. Yeah. 16, yeah. <laughs> it was, that was one of the ones where I was like, oh my God, he just said yes. <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> this did, is amazing. Were you, you the, the boots on the ground? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, how I got his phone you? number. And nice. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's like a, a text thread that goes back for like eight years of, of us, but like very intermittently. But um, <laughs> the point is like it was very it was very cool for me to be able to like pull the trigger on something that I knew was good That's and dope. then like have like confirmation that it was good because it sold and we reordered it. Very yeah, cool. you did like no salesman job on that. Like you're just like, <laughs> no. I'm from Ninwasil, and I go yes. <laughs> you're like, yeah, we'll, no, <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. some, we'll yeah. have it, whatever you got. <laughs> and, and actually, it's funny you say that now. I remember that now because you you mentioned that it, it wasn't just you saying yes. That you you know you heard about it and it was good, and you're like, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I've been there twice. My sister like loves it. She, she was like the most like one of your most passionate like uh, customers for a really long time. I'm sure I called Paul probably right when I walked out. I'm like, oh my god. So <laughs> this is what happened. We sold this keg. We sold he just one said keg. Yes. <laughs> We got yeah. 49 more to go. Uh, we're doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so what are we drinking here? Uh, Cosmo, it's our, as you mentioned, Pale Ale, uh, been around you know since the beginning, uh, 5%. That falls into that session uh, um, category that we were going to brew everything at. And uh, the name, let's talk about the origin because I like it. Um, it kind of it was going to be maybe a nickname of mine. One point, my family, my dad wanted to call me Cosmo Camon Condon. That didn't stick. And then Seinfeld came out. <laughs> yeah, like, not naming him yeah. for Kramer. And then, um, so I got a car uh, in high school for my grandmother. It was a 1983 Chevy Celebrity four door tan sedan. Amazing. Nice. Uh, and we called it the Cosmo Mobile. And there you go. This is Cosmo named after the car. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cheers. That's a good backstory. Yeah. Cheers. I cheers, cheers Paul right now. But Paul, Paul's I already chugged it. I already chugged it. But it's fun because I actually sat in that back car. And those pins that he put in the in the roof to actually hold up the top, the while, cloth fell down. Yeah, for sure. They have <laughs> so a lot of those. Cars. Those pins nice. would pop down on me, and yeah. you know, like we. So we've been friends since high school or grammar school. So. Grammar school, yeah. High school is when we were driving around in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping there'd be a better story of you in the back of the seat of his car. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> not between you two, but for someone else. <laughs> There's probably some good stories from yeah. the back oh, seat, sure. but we don't, not, don't, that's not, that's not, not on sure. this podcast. There's a reason why the, the, the ceiling was coming down. <laughs> this, this is, is uh, Tasty, did you say 5.5%? No, just 5%. Oh, 5%. Uh, so this was the introduction. to. So the whole noon whistle comes from, you know, session beers, drinking beer all day. Um, obviously, we've evolved since then, um, but I think the beer industry has kind of gone back to that where people aren't necessarily looking for all high ABV beers because they're seeing value not just in the alcohol content. They're actually seeing value in the, the taste and mm-hmm. what they're getting out of it. Um, but this is when one of our sessionable beers and what we consider a session beer is 5% ABV and under. Um, and we've had we've had Bernie, Cosmo. Uh, Lisa Weapon. There's been a bunch of beers that are, uh, that fall into that category. We were the weirdos of, decided that we wanted to do a saison series and and yeah. and five percent or less of that. And and I was out there when you're talking about selling beer. I was out there trying to sell a black saison and a citrazon and and everybody's selling IPAs. It was a bit of a trick. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, were you, what were you selling like kegs of that for? Yeah, I don't even remember. I was, I was like, how, how much do you want? Because <laughs> I'll give it to you. No, I, they were, uh, whatever you're they offering. weren't expensive. No. I remember that they weren't expensive at all. No, we've like, always compared to now. I hope. I mean, I hope we've always been trying to be fair price when it comes to what we do. Well, I remember like seeing the price and be like, yeah, no brainer. Right? Yeah, yeah, fine, dude. All, all I know is that the kegs that we put on it, 
so-so for noon whistle just crushed. Like the Bernie's on right now. That won't be on very much longer. I guarantee you tomorrow I'm ch- taking it off. Yeah. It's, off the, off it's just, it just crushes, man. You guys do a great job. Well, and if anyone who's like drinking whiskey with a beer like I do every single time, this is a great like craft beer as like a chaser for uh, for a whiskey pour too. I love it. Yeah. Get your beer and your whiskey. This is a great beer for that. Yeah, Johnny, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I think it tastes great. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's a nice smooth it's, drinker. It seems really fresh. Dude. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of orange grapefruit. You know, I mean, you get that citrus note from it as well. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fresh, but it's not, you know. It's, I bet it's probably in the middle of its life, in yeah. according to us. So, yeah. Cool. Still good. What's the, what's the lifespan on that for you guys? For your. According to us, uh, four months. Cool. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like everybody has like a little bit of a different window based on some of the yeah, beers. You know what I mean, could it, three it, to five months. Of yeah, does it still taste better? You're fine at six, maybe, but I would rather I'd rather, I'd rather yeah. consumers have it four months or less. Yeah, perfect. That's great. What are we uh, What are we going to try next? We're going to go to Hot Prism Blue. Oh, there we go. Because otherwise, the Mike's next never one, had this one before. I've had lots of that. <laughs> You're drinking it right now. <laughs> I've had lots of that before. It's my favorite. So this is my favorite as well too. So so tasty. Just. Uh, you know, this is uh, the Hot Prism series started out as a different way for us to highlight different hops. That's originally how this beer started, or this series started. It is still a series just at the tap room, but it's not a series no longer out in the market. So, Hot Prism Blue is the only one that you can get out in Binnie's. Um, you can get out at your place, anywhere. Um, we don't really release any of the other Hot Prism series out in the market. Um, we do have a lot of different ones, um, but it was a fun way for me to experiment experiment with different hops like we did earlier, you know, like do hop rubs. Um, let me showcase different hops. So the the malt bill is super light. It's, it's really one singular malt, and that's really just so we can highlight the hops. So we do have green. We have Hot Prism... Um, Green. We had a yellow. We yellow, had a pink. Pink. Yeah, we've had all different ones. Um, and it really was just gave me an opportunity to highlight different hops. But now this is our main feature. This is kind of what the consumers told us of what they like the most. And this is Simcoe and Mosaic. It's yeah. 7.3. Yeah, yep. so different, you know, compared to that Cosmo, you're a little bit you know, more, more boost, a little bit sweeter. Uh, cheers. Super smooth, yeah. Cheers, cheers, guys. Yeah, this is great. Now let's just make sure we're pouring. Johnny chugged his. Too. Let's just make sure we're pouring these at a height where we can finish all eighteen beers that you brought. Garrett, <laughs> <laughs> you so full glasses. You, you like uh, some beers with mosaic in it, right? Never had it before. Never had this. Never. Is the first one. The first one ever. Anything that's got like citra and mosaic, um, we galaxy's kind of in that realm for us too. We just kind of. go We didn't talk about this it. earlier, but we did a hop rub with these guys earlier today yeah. to pick out a new uh, collab beer, and my choice was uh, mosaic for the third. And I got outvoted. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Mosaic is, I think, one of Paul and I's favorite hops. So. You could have spoke up for me, but you didn't. Nah, nah, was, nah, nah. you guys nah. decide. Gotta let yeah. the team decide. Yeah. Gotta let them decide. Who made, who made the heavy decisions on the hop rub today? Who was, who was I, the loudest speaker? Me and Bomb. I'm glad that Bomb got to be a part of that. He's our beer buyer. He really social. likes. He likes it a lot. Too, he, so. he does a great job at social. He brings in great beers, and he's always working with you guys a lot. So man, he was rubbing the shit out of that stuff. He <laughs> <laughs> was. He was getting all in it. He's he was oh, like, yeah. He's letting other. He's letting the <laughs> server smell his hands and making sure that he had everything going. Smell it. Here, smell this. Well, I think like both like the two or three servers and the bar back were all like getting in on the hop rub too. Dude, it's, it was, it's a super special thing to do. I'm upset. Uh, that I missed it, um, but it's 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 fantastic. It's, yeah, you've been to one before, though, so I've, it's, I've it's okay. It, yeah, but of but course you cool. want to be there. I want to be there for that. It's cool. Yeah. It's it's part of like 
making the beer. It's a trial and error it's thing. A, it's, a, I mean? it's a number thing. So what, what is it that we just heard over the weekend? Like, you know, still 45% of all craft beer is IPA. And I think the next closest category is like 8% or something. So For real? Yeah. And, wow. and, and within that... And 66% of that 45% is, is It's like 64%. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's a numbers thing. I mean, it's, it's, totally it's not it's We'll not be doing necessarily until, until that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, until that goes below 20. It's what sells. It yeah. is what it is. Do we decide on an uh, ABV we're aiming for? Or? I thought we were looking at 6.5, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right maybe around 6.5. If, if we can... If, if there's a choice to go above or below, we're probably like a little bit below. Yep. I'll tell you what, because yeah. this 7.3 Hot Prism Blue drinks like six and a half. It yeah, is, I was going to say less. It is dangerous. It is dangerous. It's dangerous. Well, let's I, get into this next beer. Yeah, let's 100%. do it. Let's do it. All right, what do we got? We got this some squishy, squishy, gummy. squishy gummy. The Lake Michigan. Yeah. Lovely. Let, let, don't even get me involved in Lake Michigan. So. Oh, my gosh. Honestly, I don't don't do it. I, don't do it. All right, so let me go there. So <laughs> you know, I honestly think that you know. So we, you know, how we were talking about how much good beer is coming out of you know the Chicagoland area. Well, a lot of it has to do with you know going back to the original. Like, where did breweries build? They they were built around good lakes of water. And you know, honestly, thanks, Lake, for, thanks for pouring mine the littlest. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I take back me wearing it work for you. You know, I'm talking and pouring, uh, yeah, two, things. But, two things at once. I you know. know, but Lake Michigan water is amazing water, and a lot of brews have been built around this area. And you know, there's different regions, and that's one of the reasons why I think Chicagoland area is killing it. Nice. Um, I mean, we filter some of our, you know, both locations are Chicago water. Um, and we do filter it a little bit, and then we do add back some salts to different beers to give you a different profile. But the base of the water is really the main reason why I think that a lot of good beers come out of Chicago. That's I awesome. I told them, you know, the first you say that, and the next thing you're gonna do, you're gonna get like a Twitter response saying, "What about the beach?" And people are got poo in the water. <laughs> I'm like, well, you're gonna get you're gonna get haters no matter what. I guess. There's a great Saturday Night Live skit yeah, but you're not where drawing. They're, they're drinking Lake Michigan water and it's like coming out like molasses. <laughs> and, there's like, and there's like, yeah, um, like, coke, like, sure. like coke rings in there and like a fish scale. <laughs> but you're not drawing water out of the worst no part of the one. lake. I mean, they're like deep like pipes well, that are pulling water and then it's also filtered. It's also thin the same chemically time. filtered. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it, it no, of course it is. Yeah. It comes out clear out of your faucet. <laughs> I mean, it's as intense as that, like with both breweries, not, I'll get, you know, pretty geeky, but we have different water treatment centers, right? So we have to watch how our water treatment, different water treatment Ooh. centers are cre- are treating waters differently. Right. And we're constantly watching that because, you know, if I'm producing this beer in Lombard and then we're going to scale that up to our brewery, you know, our brewery in Naperville, I have to watch exactly what's going mm. on at both locations. So that's something that we've never Ever talked about? Never this even, podcast. yeah, never. That heard never about even that. came up. That's before. awesome. That's interesting. That's point. Very interesting. And we're, where there's different water treatment areas yeah. throughout the Chicagoland area, so you could have completely different water, even though it's still from the same lake. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. Are you we, guys? Very we talked about water with whiskey before, like where it comes from, but not like within the same city. Do you guys brew with uh, reverse osmosis? Nope. Nope. Geneva we, does. So, so I know there's a lot of breweries around here. Do I, I, I was wondering if that would help aid. Um, really honing in on you know the difference between the water treatment places. No, so I was when I was a home brewer and I, I home brewed for a long time and I worked at a beer distributor mm-hmm. prior to opening the brewery. Uh, so I've been in the beer industry for a long time, but I worked at I worked with reverse osmosis when I was a home brewer, and I learned a lot about water. 
at that point. And I thought, I think that's what really helped me out with, cool. you know, becoming a better brewer. Nice. But yet then, you know, I lived outside of the Chicago water area. And then as soon as I, you know, we decided on Lombard and we were Chicago water, I was like, shit, let me look at this. Let me evaluate it. And why am I going to invest in RO water if I have already a great, you know, water source coming to me and point. then, and then that's where we were like, no, like, no, let's not put that extra $20,000 towards an RO I think what it came down to was that he, he was comfortable enough that we can manipulate the water coming from, you know, that source to, you know, do what we needed to do and, and do it consistently. That's awesome. Um, and, you know, where other people, you know, you go to RO and, and yeah, you're starting from kind of ground zero and you can build up from it. And that's why a lot of people like it, which yeah. is great, but yeah. we just, never really felt the need to do it that's cool i mean that's that for us and our listeners that's definitely me geeking out a little bit more than people probably want to get into but i mean that that's super interesting to me because there's there's more science to it and shows that there's more science to it than just somebody doing something that's uh it's 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 harder than it looks there's a lot of factors that go into it that people don't realize and you think like everyone's using like pretty much the same hops like how is this beer different Mm mm-hmm and that, that's the main factor. Anyway, right, so squishy we, gummy. We got the, the squishy, squishy gummy. The beer that we're drinking is awesome. Oh, good. Thank you. You're welcome, it, Johnny. <laughs> so it's a part of our gummy series that we do. So we do four different ones more. throughout the, the year uh, that go to the market, and then we do a bunch of others. It's just, uh, which are hard to get sometimes. Like, they are hard to get. Like trying to get a keg of that is impossible. Some, well, I, don't, I hope it's not impossible. But yeah. It's pretty impossible. It, it can sometimes get it can difficult. Be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is great to a certain degree. For you. We, we love the fact that there's a lot of people wanting it. But yeah, no, we want to make sure. With our new big production facility, we want to make sure we can get <laughs> enough beer out there. Um, but this one's squishy gum. Me, um, our third quarter, if you will, um, Paul, from a, a hop beer profile standpoint, what would you like to say about it? No, so this is going to be our biggest like orange juice drinker, it's is so what tasty. I would say. Um, you know, and then now, so this is we're at the end of this season, so this is Q3, and we're going into Q4, which is don't worry, be gummy. Um, which we don't, we, <laughs> which, yeah. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's what it's based off of. And that one's diff- like, you know, it's all different hop profiles and some different malts and s- actually there's I, a few I, different yeasts as well. That one we thing use. I'd like to think, say that we're kind of proud of is although these gummies are very similar, they are definitely different yeah. beers. Yeah. I mean, and we, we make a point to be like, we sit down and drink them and say, can I tell, is, is it distinctly different? But to a consumer, though, you know it's still, I, I, I kind of, I can expect what I'm going to get, but I, there's there's noticeably difference. Yeah, we did a competition between the Cubby and the, or the Comiskey and the Wrigley Gummy one, and that, the Cubby Gummy and the, the, the Comiskey one, and we could tell the difference between the two. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are both definitely different. Series. Yeah. Yeah, so, and pr- relatively close in ABV, um, and obviously the style is the same. So yeah, under a percent. But, yeah, but difference. definitely different flavor profiles. No, and in those and our our gummy series too is that you know I, us as consumers, um, you as you know bar owners and you know and like I would say that we have a bitterness to it as well, um, and it's it's there so you can drink a few of them. It's not you know so sweet that it's like okay. And don't get me wrong, we, we you know we brew some that are really sweet and nine percent ten percent but you know this series is really built so a lot of you know bars can go through a decent amount of product and and the consumer can keep drinking it as well too i'll tell you what whenever we put that keg on it's social 
it, whatever gum it is. 48 hours. 72, Minimum, 72. 72 is yeah. usually where it's at. I mean, we, we sell a ton of beer at Social. It, we're... Which is kudos to you guys. I mean, that's quick turn for any beer. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And honestly, no. I mean, we're if high it's, volume. If it's good. We, we're high volume. And at, what did we do in draft sales in that two-week period that we looked at? Was it 19 grand? The last one? Yeah. The, the, the most recent one, I think it was like 17,000. Yeah. That, I mean, like, that's just like weeks. crushing. And like, no, all, no keg is lasting more than like five days on, yeah. on that line. It's on that tower. It's moving quickly. The tent, you, as you saw, helps that out. You didn't see it in a full swing. While, yeah, it'll come down a little bit out. in the winter, but yeah. not much. But I, I, it, the, the gummies the, is always You're talking crushed. about like the tent with the, the roadway, basically, it's closed. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's we, awesome. We man. get an additional like 80 seats because of that. Yeah. That's that's what's up. So it, it makes us our numbers super inflated, which is great. But. We're just rolling through. Whenever that the gummy stuff Mike goes That's out. how Mike got his promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, he mentioned about <laughs> the right. beer and yeah. drinking. One thing I was going to say is he goes back to our sessionable roots where we do sit back, even if it's seven, eight, nine, shit. We have we have a ten percent one that we sit back and say, would we have more than one of these? And and our mindset is always the answer should be yes, regardless. We have the conversation all the time. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's kind of back to our sessionable roots. So even you know sometimes it can kill you because it's high ABV, but that's what we're always trying to achieve is if, um, you know, you're going to sit down and have one, would you have two? Nice. All right. What do we got getting poured here? Remember we were going to, we said we're going to try two or or three beers and we're on four. I was just going to say before we get into the next one, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but like our episode four, you had the gummy vortex on the 7.5. Q1. Uh, 2019 is when it, (laughs) (laughs) excellent. I just wanted Sorry, to mention that, like, I just remember. When like, did we? That was our episode four. A- episode four, when we first started the podcast, we're on 52 now, but like, when we first started the podcast, like, Mike made it a point to bring you guys on. And I think it's kind of come around full circle. It's like he, Mike, Mike absolutely loved your beers in 2019. He, like, absolutely wanted to get you guys on. Um, I don't know, like, what the communication was, but it's just, this is a great experience having you guys on tonight. I just want to. Say that to you guys. Oh, thank that, you. That, nice. That yeah. us one, as a sipping social podcast have appreciated your beers for a long time. So it's uh, thank you. Really enjoyable yeah. to have you guys on. There we go. There we go. We told them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I don't know the communication was. There was none. We're gonna there check. Was no <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna check <laughs> on that email. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't say no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. All right, what do we got here? All right, so this we were is... at like 70 listeners at that time. We were, we're not like we were like <laughs> it was not worth it. Let's just see if we, we can... would have never told it. Yeah, I'm not even sure we're posting the release of the episodes. <laughs> All right, so I don't know if we'll even get into the hot, but so this is um, this is a, a ghost face gummy. So this is a gummy series that a part of the gummy series. Uh, my appreciation appreciation of uh, foodie. I like peppers. I like a lot of different things. I don't necessarily love the heat of ghost peppers, but I love the flavor of ghost peppers. And when it's done well, you can really, you can really come through. So, so one thing I would say about this is we did this once just for fun, and it's a mango uh, hazy. Yeah, it's a mango I- IPA, yep. um, and we added just peppers to it. Be like, oh, what's mango sweet and and spicy? Yeah. And it, it did really well. It was one keg we did at our brewery, and it did really well. So now we have this whole little series, and we do a hot and a medium, um, uh, you know, uh, temperature, if you will. And uh, this particular one we're trying is the medium. And at first, you're going to probably be like, yeah, not too hot, not, no big deal, it a little sweet. A little It'll start to build. This one doesn't get too bad. The hot actually is pretty fun. You get through the full can of it. I mean, you, you'll notice that we put some peppers in it. Yeah, that's cool. I, <laughs> yeah. I've not heard, Garrett, have you ever heard of anybody brewing with peppers? 
No, but Ghost I... Ghost peppers specific, specifically, which is like the second hottest pepper in the world or something like that? No, not at all. Yeah. But I. But when you said like at the end, you the notice they put heat on it, like the first sip of the medium, I'm like, yeah, there's, right, let's there's, there's peppers <laughs> in there. I'm so a, you not a heat guy? I'm a huge chocha on the spicy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm tasting right now, but I feel like your description of like tasting a haban, uh, ghost pepper without tasting the true hotness of it and yeah. tasting the actual pepper itself, I feel like that's what I'm tasting right now. And that's exactly what our intentions it's are. It's a, yeah. very, a very unique taste so outside of like that kind of fruity sort of upfront layer. That's upfront, yeah. So 40 pounds of ghost peppers, obviously, you know, you know, obviously that's terrifying. You guys wear goggles and gloves. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Goggles, gloves. Um, yeah, we but do. how do you regulate the heat, though? Uh, so we take out some liquid. We take out some beer. Age it on the peppers, push it back. Is it hot enough? No. Is it enough flavor? No. Push more back, push it back in. Um, and when it's a constant, you know, thing. And then they kind of so I actually do something. They wait for me and say, Paul, is this actually <laughs> the spice level that you want it to be? And I go, Yeah. No. I mean, and this is a really interesting flavor. It's, yeah. It is interesting. Well, then, damn it. We're going to try like good. the hot. <laughs> well, good, interesting <laughs> flavor. It's, well, I just never had anything like this. No. I, it, it's like a... If, if no one's ever had a, a spicy mango, like, margarita, do yourself a treat and get one. One of my favorite things besides beer is a Careful. margarita. And if you can do a <laughs> spicy pepper margarita... The spicy one? Someone's popular over here. Damn. Um, please, Paul's before, wife thought that he was going to be home at 7 Before we do the podcast, can you please turn your phones <laughs> Well, to this you? is exactly the example. Like, we were trying to get him on. He's too popular. And yeah. Never came on. He said no. It's, it's, said it just be, took... He said be careful with that. just Johnny. took 44 episodes to get, get him on here. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have this uh, new... Uh, let's call it a new sour, right? Because it's been uh, sitting in our fooder for at least uh, two years now. Cool. And yeah, yeah. It's a long time. Which which is what these take, right? And we talked about earlier uh, in the program that um, sometimes they can be you know anywhere two to five years. But this this is a, a fooder base, which is um, something that we use at the brewery to, if you will, reload some of our sour barrels too. So you're you're feeding off of your fooder, um, and and you're hoping, and once you're doing that, that you know that base beer that you have in there is is pretty good. And um, it got to a point where we feel that the base is good enough that we want to put it in a in a bottle itself so that's actually a really cool accomplishment for us very cool um well the other people agree with it and not will soon to be discovered but um but anyway so we we bottled this today this is a beer that we're going to be um putting out in the i say market but in the taste rooms um we talked about fobab earlier it's going to be one that we're entering in the fobab competition cool. to see see how it does so we wanted to try it out today yeah if, so. if we ever had a Fodor beer in here before g no this is so this is uh, first for the Sipping Social Podcast. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited to drink this. Johnny, you ready? Let's go. Johnny's, Johnny's just gearing up right now, and this is the end of the podcast. He's ready. I know uh, earlier Paul was telling he thought it was a bit sour, but I think it's pretty mild. I think it's got a ton of layers, um, you know, a lot of flavor to it. It's not too sour. No. It's not no. very sour. It's it's very earthy. It's, uh, well, yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's part of it. It should be. Right. Yeah. But I mean, when I think of sours, I don't think of earthy. You know what I mean? I think not in a bad way. It's just that's I'm getting. I think we we maybe pseudo mentioned it earlier that there's a lot of sours floating around, but it's 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 kettle sours a lot of times for the most part. So let's call them clean sours. Okay. Um, you know they're they're soured for a reason, and there was a bacteria introduced, but 
it's cleaned up and you know and you have the flavor profile of whatever they added to it and it's sour and where this is and when we keep saying wild but this is something that um is the the sourness comes from that the bacteria everything that's introduced to it the the flavor profile is all <clears throat> of that you're not you're not blowing it off you're not cleaning it up that's good man it's, yeah, it's right. what's the ABV on this? I great question. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even legal you know, yet. Yeah, <laughs> not even. We just. We, I, I don't know. He said, I thought he said it was lower, right? Five, yeah. five, eight, or something like that. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, yeah sure. I think, it's, I think it's, yeah. it's under six. All right. Well, I, I think it's tasty, and honestly, it's, it's not like you were saying earlier, Garrett. Wild sours don't pucker you up, right? It's, it's more about the flavor, and I think that I'm liking this more than I thought it would, to be honest with you. That's great to hear. I think, I think so, we've also had like a lot of bad fruited sours like, yeah. like shown to us mm-hmm. before like mm-hmm. as buyers. Um, this would be not in that category. Yeah, it's, it's tasty. What do you think, Johnny? So I, I, I honestly agree with like this not being like a super, you know, it's not overly soury. You know, yeah. it's, it actually has a good flavor when you, when you drink it. But for me, I just want to like a general question of the group here is like, Sours in general, to me, I feel like are not ever good on the nose. Like you, if you stick your nose in yeah, it, it's most like beers, feet, right? Most beers, like you're like, mm, that's that's so good. Like smell, smell. But like I would say though? across the board, like mm-hmm. sours to me, it's like a not a nose beer. It's a it's a taste beer. It's a it's a mouth feel beer. All right. It agree. I can, I can it, on that. A lot of that is it, it's it's funky, right? And that's yeah. why, that's one of the descriptors that they have, it, and that's because of that. It it doesn't smell very good sometimes. Stinky feet, but if you get through it, and you're like, damn, but that tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah no, I 100% agree, and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not pointing out just this one. I'm saying across the board, out of all the sours that we've tasted, it's always that kind of same on the nose. It's like mm, I'm not sure, but then when you have it, you're like, oh, okay, okay, I, I get it. You know, if, if someone coming into a sour for the first time that doesn't really understand what they're drinking, yeah. like I feel like maybe that, that's that's that first experience, like oh I don't know, and then you drink it and you're like oh it's really not that bad, it's good. It it seems to me though, sour drinkers they they want to try all the sours. It's like bourbon drinkers they want to try all the different bourbons, so they can almost, almost like hone in on what they're drinking. And for like hazy IPA drinkers, they want to try all the hazy IPAs, but they're not necessarily going out of that lane very much. And I mean, I feel like sour drinkers are a little bit more adventurous is what I'm looking for. The interesting thing, uh, yeah, I would agree. And the interesting thing about this, for example, is it's, it's the base for us. So, you know, talk about adventurous. I, I mean, what, what are, can we add it to? What can we uh, age it into? What different barrels that we can introduce this base sour into with other beers? What fruits, et cetera. Uh, it doesn't even have to be fruit for that matter. Um, you know, I was drinking one with my uh, brother, shoot, I don't know, earlier this year, and it had a, a the distinctive olive flavor on the back end. And I'm not a big olive guy. I hate olives, actually. So I was like, man, I don't know what it is. It's, it tastes good up front, but I'm missing. I, I'm trying to figure it out. And finally, I'm like, it's freaking, it's olives, man. This thing tastes like olives. My brother loved it. He loves a freaking olive. So, yeah. I mean, that's the experience you can get with beers like this is it's so yeah. different. That's crazy. People say, like, I'm going to drink a sour because I like olives. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I hate olives. <laughs> yeah. I hate olives. Thanks for bringing all this on, man. This is super special. Um, you guys joining us today has been really, really cool. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Um, anybody, any of our listeners, if you've not been in the locations in Noon Whistle, uh, you got to check them out. Lombard's yeah, which, dope. Whichever one's closer to you, go yeah, to it. Go to it. Check They're, it out. All their beer is delicious. We proved They're that both, by drinking all 30 of them so that you different. brought today. So cool. 
Yeah. And we and now we learn that the water treatment is different at both places too. So that's <laughs> you really want to dive into it. Stop I Paul want, and Mike. If you see them at the brewery, they'd love to have that conversation. I want you to order a you glass. You gotta go to booth both breweries now. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I want you to order a glass of water at each spot and then I want you to judge the water and then get back to us. <laughs> Let's go there and get water. No ice. <laughs> no ice. Should yeah. we do the customer of the week, Johnny? You feeling it? I mean, why not? He All doesn't right. want to do it. <laughs> let's 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 just talk about this real quick before we, we wrap this up. So this guy today, he's sitting at the bar. He's waiting for his buddies. The hostess is coming over and walking towards me, and I notice that this guy is literally standing directly behind the hostess stand and facing towards the door. Like like working? He, he like, looked like he worked it yeah. at social. So I asked the hostess, what's the guy doing behind the, ho- the, the host stand? And she goes, well, he's just asking me for the Wi-Fi. I'm like, okay. But he's standing behind the host stand. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll go over there, and I'll, I'll shoo him away. Or she said something like that. Meanwhile, three people walk in and ask this guy for a table of three. And he's like, oh, I don't work here. So now I'm walking back. I'm like, buddy, get out from behind the host stand. And he's like, well, I was just asking for the, the Wi-Fi. I'm like, I know what you were doing. But now these, we got this, these customers think you work here. Yeah. This, this is like balding. There's nothing wrong with balding. Dude. Was he it's wearing maroon, though? No. Oh, that would have been even better. He looked like a professional of some sort, yeah. but not anybody we would hire to stand behind the host stand <laughs> ever. So, don't stand behind the host stand. Don't go into places. We've talked about this before. Yeah. That are clearly not for customers. Yeah, get out of the cocktail station. Get out of the cocktail station. Get out of the kitchen. Get out of the basement that yeah. doesn't have the, anything down get there. Get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Really? P- dude, oh, for yeah. real. At Muldoon's, it used to happen all the time. People would go into the kitchen because it was quieter in there than it was in the bar. So, there was multiple times they had to shoo people out of the kitchen because they're like, I'm on the phone. I'm like, I don't. I don't care about that. It's quiet in the kitchen. <laughs> well, it would be like it was a like late nine, night bar. Nine, nine, ten, like, night. It would be like ten o'clock. The kitchen was closed, and then the bar would be bumping. The music would be really loud because John was on the on the jukebox, and we would just he would actually he would go he would do one of these. Yeah, turn it up, turn the volume, turn up. it up, and I'd be like, God bless it. But uh, yeah, so just stay out of areas that are clearly not for customers. At our old sipping grounds, I found out where the. Uh, Audio the receiver controls was. were, yeah. so John would just and they were like on. kind of in the kitchen. <laughs> and so I, you just walk kind of into the hallway and then just reach up and just like <laughs> shelf and turn up the tunes. <laughs> John, how many dollars do you think you spend on average per week on songs? I'm a global icon on the <laughs> iTunes app. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they have different badges. Oh yeah, bad. I have the peak. You get the best one. I have the peak. I mean, you earned it. He's reached the Everest. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Mike, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Um, your partner had a dip out not that long ago for no uh, big deal. No big deal. Uh, Paul was a pleasure to talk to. Dude, I, I'm so glad I got to hang out with you guys. We can't wait to brew with you guys, yeah. which will be in like a month or so. So that beer that we're going to brew with them will be available at all the restaurants. Um, what's that, Are we doing a mat, like a, a good size batch? Or yeah, it'll be the same as we did this on month. It'll be like 50 some awesome. half barrels. So we're going to have a delicious hazy IPA from Noon Whistle, Bourbon Belly some, Hospitality. Yeah, sometime around January through it's gonna, March. It's going to kill. dude. It's, that beer is going to crush. I'm super excited about it. Um, Thanks for bringing all these delicious beers. Uh, as far as Sipping Social podcast goes, um, we got lots more interviews coming up in 2022. We said this year was going to be badass and trying to bring all the people we know on the podcast. Uh, November 9th is a big day for us. We're going to the city. We have three interviews set up that day. A lot of beer. A lot of beer. Uh, we're getting together with Michael from Hop Leaf, um, one of the OG uh, microbrewery spots in Chicago. We're gonna we're gonna actually record down there on December 10th. We're gonna be part of a fundraiser. Uh, 
uh, multiple sclerosis fundraiser that our buddy Johnny Perone is setting up. We're going to record live from a badass bar in Chicago. That's the rock and music you hear behind us. That's exactly right. And uh, it's going to be badass. So once again, got to thank uh, Noon Whistle for coming on. Anything you want to plug your, uh, anything you guys got coming on you want to plug before you get off? Oh, shoot. I think we plugged most of it. But we All got... right, perfect. Have a good night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're good. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, drink responsibly, please. Check out Noon Whistle, both locations. Uh, without you guys, we couldn't do this. Uh, we definitely look forward to the next port with you guys, and uh, keep it real. I love Thanks. you. <laughs> Later. First of all, we'd like to thank our listeners, our families, and friends that support us. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Tell your friends about us. Big thanks to our producer, Johnny, in the Underground Studio. Also, shout out to Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. We had a podcast, or someone came up and interviewed me, and I was high as... <laughs> I was... I was so we were like a newer brewery, really excited to be there, <laughs> yeah, and was, they wanted to do an interview with one of us. I'm like, Paul, you're up, and he looks at me. He's like, what? I was <laughs> baked out of my mind. I was so high. I was like, worst interview ever. All right, I'm in, and it was. I thought I was bad, so like I left, and I was like, all right. He's like, how'd that go? I was like, I don't remember much of it, <laughs> and then we heard it like a week later, and. Thank God the brew that was before me was way fucked up more than I was. Nice. And I was nice. like, yeah, he was all right. I came off pretty good. He, good. <laughs> he was drunk. Oh he was drunk, you know, so he was slurring and stuff. So, oh, so at yeah. least you were I was just slurring. I don't I don't remember much of it. It was well, good. Hopefully was good hopefully this is the same style podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just could get you ripped. Good for you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, uh, it was it was fun. <laughs>